fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society, allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's that time again. We're back at it, ready to rock and roll for a brand new day and a brand new week. Welcome into the program. It is a Monday. A Monday, the greatest day of the entire week. Welcome aboard. Thanks for hanging out with us today. This is the Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. Welcome aboard your Millennial General reporting for duty like we do every day. What a show we have for you today. I literally have like four hours of content that I have to cram into a one-hour program. So we're going to do the best we can. We're going to talk to about what we can. And if I don't get to all of it today, I guess we'll just have to do it tomorrow. For example, it was a busy weekend. Hopefully you had a great weekend as well. It was hot. It was warm. I enjoyed it very immensely. As you can see, I'm not quite glowing in the dark anymore. Might actually get a bit of a tan this year, which is relatively nice. Uh, I got to, outside of working outside most of the week, and I also got to watch two documentaries. Two different shows. I did sit down and actually watch TV a little bit this weekend, which was unheard of for how busy I usually am. I watched, and yes, I did, for those that have been asking and sending me messages and asking my input and asking my opinion, yes, I watched 2,000 Mules over the weekend. And... Definitely an eye-opener. We'll try and talk about a little bit of it today, probably tomorrow for the most part. So don't miss the show tomorrow because I want to really spend some time and break it down. But obviously some breaking news and current event things kind of take precedence over that for today at least. And it is extremely important. So we'll talk about that one. Also, I watched another, another documentary over the weekend called Watch the Water. And I don't know if how many have actually heard this one with Dr. Brian Artis. And I believe he's out of the Kansas City area. So I'm going to try and get him on the show. We've, I think we've had him on before. I know I've introduced him at a health freedom rally here in Kansas when he spoke at our state capitol when we had a special session on mask mandates and vaccine mandates and that sort of thing. I know he came to that, and I know that when I was emceeing that rally, I introduced him to the podium. I don't remember if I've had him on the actual program or not. If not, we're definitely going to get him on the program because it was an eye-opening, very infuriating uh, it's a documentary. It's called Watch the Water, and I recommend everybody see that one as well, which you can go to rumble.com and just type in for search on Rumble, Watch the Water, and it'll pop up as a documentary, and it's fantastic. So I watched both of those documentaries over the weekend. I want to try and break them down. I just don't know if I'm going to have time today, although the dude will do the best that we actually can. Bottom of the hour, we have Naomi Wolf. Some may know her. She is an author and a feminist, although I don't think it's the kind of feminist that many are expecting. <laughs> As she has a new book out, and whether she is or not, she has a book out that I'm sure we're all going to agree with, The Bodies of Others, New Authoritarians, COVID-19, and the War Against the Human. We'll talk with her coming up at the bottom of the hour on the COVID-19 pandemic and the war on humans and humanity with the new authoritarians after the policies made by the COVID-19 pandemic. So we'll get to that in a little bit. We have some news out of Kathy Barnett in the primaries in Pennsylvania as well. We have some fun stories with some uh, governmental and congressional hearings going on this week on a topic we never thought we would see with open hearings in our government, and that is with 
some really funky and some odd news of the day that we'll try and do in a little bit as well. So we got all that coming up on the program with our uh, program. But today's a very special day. Today's a Monday. And today, with our breaking news story of the day, today was the very first day of our brand new press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre. And she has taken over for Jen Psaki, who has moved on to the mainstream media to actually get zero ratings because no one cares for her. And the Circleback gal has officially gone to become an opinion commentator as opposed to the press secretary for the Biden administration. Now, the Circleback gal, meaning that, well, I'll circle back to you. I don't have the information. I'll circle back to you because I don't know the answer to that. I'll circle back to you because I'm not quite sure on what you're asking right now. That girl is now officially replaced with Karine Jean-Pierre as she has taken over in today her first press briefing. And I'm curious on how well she actually did with her responses. And are we getting any more information out of the White House now that we have a new press secretary that could maybe handle the situation and the job just a little bit better? What's her thoughts? Her press briefing today this is what we got. That particular data I have not seen yet, so I would need to check in with our with our team. Again, that I would just gonna have to check with our team. I've, I've not seen that report, but I'll check in with our team on that. I, I don't have anything new to share, or I, I don't have an update. I don't have anything for you on that. I don't have anything for you to preview or uh, to confirm. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Another one in. And another swing and a miss as we have another press secretary that has no clue what she's doing. No, it's the first day, Andy. Don't be so hard on her. Don't be so mean. She's trying to learn the rope. She's got her talking points here. She's got her binder, which when you say the Biden administration sticks on point and sticks to their talking points, you can believe it. You can surely believe it. You, If you listen to any of that press conference that just ended, oh, I don't know, about an hour ago, if you listen to any of that press conference in any way, shape, or form, you will know she had zero original thought. Nothing. If it wasn't in the book, we got that response. If it was in the book, then she regurgitated the printed talking points verbatim and then moved on. No personality, no opinion. She would be a horrible talk radio host because, as you can see, <laughs> I don't have any talking points or any uh, messages or any uh, script that I go by in any way, shape, or form, which probably explains the quality of this program. See what I did there? So uh, she didn't say a whole lot except for I'll get back to you on that. We don't have the information. We'll try and get that for you. I'm not quite sure. I don't really know. I tuned in for like 20 minutes of it, and that's all I heard. Now, the one particular thing she did have information on that she wanted to stick on point with, because remember, if it's not in the binder, she doesn't know. If it is in the binder, she sticks on cue and on the talking points. She did have information on the shooting that happened over the weekend in the state of California, which is where we'll go for the first part of the program. What's trending today? And for those that don't know, which I got to be honest, I wasn't even aware of it until today, but I did not hear about it on Saturday. According to the Associated Press, a gunman in a deadly attack in California at a church was a Chinese immigrant motivated by hate for Taiwanese people. Now, the, there's a reason I play that sounder. Bear with me for a second. The shooter killed Dr. John Chang, 52 years old, and wounded five others at the Southern California Church, according to the news conference that happened today. Orange County Sheriff uh, Don Barnes said the motive of the shooting was a grievance between the shooter, identified as a Chinese immigrant and a U.S. citizen, and the Taiwanese community. China claims that Taiwan is a part of its national territory and has not ruled out force to bring the island under its rule. 
Okay, so that's the Associated Press story. In other words, it is, I guess you could almost relate it to gang-related, but it's a Chinese immigrant who hates Taiwanese people because they don't see them as Taiwanese, but as part of Chinese territory, and that's bled over into the United States because just like we saw in, I don't know, if anybody see the movies Gangs of New York, anybody over there, anybody understand that gangs continue on when they come to a new nation? That's really what we saw with this bombing. Now, with all of that being said... Where it's obvious it doesn't have a whole lot to do with our U.S. political politics. It has everything to do with China and with Taiwan and with the very angry Chinese individual wanting to attack Taiwanese people in a terrorist attack because they don't see them as sovereign people of Taiwan, which doesn't make any sense because we're in the United States. But this is the response from Karine Jean-Pierre and the Biden administration when the media tries to blame it on conservative news and media outlets. I was hoping you could offer a little more of an explanation about something you said earlier, where you said that though you were, did not want to call out by name individuals who had been espousing racist theories that could be fueling violence. I guess my question is why not, particularly if they're individuals who have very large platforms and theoretically carry <laughs> a lot of influence. This would be people accused of doing so, include the number three Republican in the House, and the host of the number one cable news show on television. Okay, I want to stop right there. So explain this to me, please. Try and help me understand. Apparently, the media thinks that Kevin McCarthy, is that who he's talking about, the number three Republican in the House? Kevin McCarthy and, what, Tucker Carlson, the number one news guy on Fox, are somehow promoting hate speech or radicalism or Chinese sovereignty over Taiwan in some way, shape, or form. And that is why we've had this shooting at a church. Not just a shooting, but he threw the Molotov cocktails into the building as well and, and opened fire, and one individual died, and a, bu a bunch of others actually got injured. That somehow conservative media outlets and Republican media outlets have fueled the racism between Chinese people in Taiwanese people. Now, this is from the side that thinks that Republicans, by the way, are so stupid that it's like the episode of King Hill, uh, King of the Hill. Remember when uh, it's, uh, when Hank Hill comes up and, and the new Khan uh, moves next door and, are you Chinese or Japanese? I'm Laotian. Are you Chinese or Japanese? I mean, they think that we're that stupid of a low IQ, which is what they tell us all the time because we're the deplorables of the nation. We're the most radical group in U.S. history uh, as a political organization. But now we're somehow fueling the ongoing hatred between Chinese and Taiwanese individuals. And this is the response from Karine. Uh, I'm going to have fun with her name this whole time. Karine Jean-Pierre. Why not call them out my name? I mean, look, what we saw on Saturday was devastating and horrific. Um you know, it is what we want to do is making sure that we send a very clear message that hate must have no safe harbor. Um, and we must do everything in our power to end hate-fueled domestic uh, terrorism. And we must reject hatred and extreme extreme ideologies that seek to divide uh, Americans wherever we find it in society. It is antithetical to who we are as a country. And that is what we want to make sure that we're doing. It doesn't matter who, who it is. Uh, this uh, this is something like morally like more the moral truth of this is that you know it is a a racial motivated hate crime and it's abhorrent 
Uh, and so that's what we need to call out. It doesn't, it doesn't matter who that is. Uh, and that's what we're trying to make clear here. We're not, we're not going to get into politics here about this. We want to make sure that we're calling out what we're seeing. These are people's lives. I, at the top of this, uh, of the briefing, I, I talked about 10 people, 10 people who were doing what many of us might be doing on a Saturday, is going shopping. You know, I know I go to the supermarket with my with my seven year old very often. If it's not on a Saturday, it's on a Sunday before the week starts to get the needs to get what we need for the week. I mean, this is what happened to everyday people from 20 years old to 86 years <coughs> old. That's what we saw on Saturday. And so we need to call out that out and do everything that we can uh, to really deal with this issue. Uh All right. So. Actually, she's talking about a different shooting there. She talked about both shootings, but that's the wrong clip there, so I apologize on that one. But uh, she's talking about the mass shooting that happened in Buffalo, New York as well, uh, in a public venue, which, of course, is just targeted towards Republicans. But apparently, she thinks that, no, we're not going to talk about politics. We're going to talk about how the hate and racism in the country is just bad and how that's not systematically what we're all about here in the United States. Makes sense. Now, if they were a registered Republican, do you think they were the same thing? In Buffalo, New York, uh, show of hands, I've never been to Buffalo, New York. Can't remember how many Republicans are there. Pretty sure it's a relatively Democrat area, I'm assuming, for a largely populated areas. This is sounding more and more like kind of like a Jesse Smollett situation, don't you think? <laughs> you know, walking through downtown Chicago in the middle of the night. And somehow some MAGA guys walked down and, like, beat up the gay black guy walking down at 2 o'clock in the morning going to Subway or whatever the story was. This is starting to sound similar here because when it is a Republican, they'd be all about, you know what, Republicans really fueled this. We need to start talking about guns. She's coming out saying, no, we're not talking politics here. Let's just stop racism, which tends me to believe that it was probably someone on their end that was like the shooter in California, just a very angry human being. Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Where in the world is this audio clip for her commenting on the California shooting? I know I had it. I know I had it. I don't know where it went. Must have saved the wrong piece. That's all right. Welcome in. So we have two shootings that happened over the weekend. One of them uh, in Buffalo, New York. For those that don't know, and CNN reporting on this one, regarding 13 individuals were shot, 11 of them were African-American by an 18-year-old white kid, so obviously it was a Republican, like a whole nother Kyle Rittenhouse situation there, right? Then we have on the West Coast in California on Sunday, where there is a Chinese and a Taiwanese battle going on with a Chinese uh, uh, U.S. citizen throwing a Molokov cocktail and shooting up a church with Taiwanese individuals in it, killing one and wounding five others as well. And the White House and the press secretary of Karine Jean-Pierre commenting on both of those, how they're both obviously racially related in some way, shape, or form. Because guess what? Yes, you can have even racial battles between Asian individuals, between Chinese and Taiwanese. I know. It's a wild concept, right? But specifically, they want to focus on this one uh, predominantly because, well, it's a white guy that shot a black guy. So obviously it's a Republican that hates minorities in the community, which just doesn't make any sense to me in any way, shape or form. But that's the way they always play it. So they're going to promote another sort of gun promotion. And since they didn't talk about the guy's politics where it didn't come out on social media, how he's a Republican and he's part of the Proud Boys or something stupid, which they blame, by the way, uh, Kathy Barnett, a black woman and candidate running for the Senate and in Pennsylvania, is running with the Proud Boys and being a white supremacist. I know. We'll get to that one in a little bit. But uh, they're, they've been focused on this whole racial thing because that is what she wants to talk about. As a black press secretary, the first black woman press secretary for the White House of Karine Jean-Pierre, she wants to talk about these racial issues. So she had her talking points, and she, of course, talked about the mainstream media, the media going after the bigwigs of the talking world of, you know, Tucker Carlson, of Kevin McCarthy, and all these other Republicans that uh, and why they're somehow spreading this and spreading their message on hate speech. When they don't seem to remember, which they're never going to, so don't even try to you know, call them out on it. But when they don't recognize that they're the ones that create identity politics in the first place, I mean, and they're starting it at the young age, as we read the story a couple weeks ago about the preschool and kindergarten and first grade classes in Washington, D.C., doing the project to go home and find the racist member of their family and learning about identity politics at such young age, because we don't want to just live and go along to get along and just be happy and hunky-dory. We need to recognize that someone has a different skin color than somebody else. So when you recognize that someone has a different skin color than somebody else, then you start thinking about them differently. Because obviously if you have a lighter skin color, then you're probably a supremacist and you've oppressed them in some way, shape, or form, or your ancestors have, so you owe the apology. And this is being taught at the early young age to the point where either this kid snapped 
or he really is a racist or who knows what the hell's going on that had intention to go and shoot up a public venue with 13 individuals. 11 of them were African-American and apparently said, according to identified as Peyton R. Genrod, uh, Genron, 18-year-old white man surrendered to police and is pleading not guilty to a charge of first-degree murder. Go figure. FBI is investigating the shooting as both a hate crime and as a case of racially motivated violent extremism. I ask you, and I got into a debate on social media with somebody over the weekend, which is hilarious on the Tweety, about Second Amendment and gun issues. I ask you to give me one example, just one example, of an extremist on the far right that has gone out and just opened fire on people in the public and used firearms to kill people on a mass level as a mass shooter. Name one. They're going to try and say this, kid, although they're not talking about his politics, so either they don't know his politics or they know it and they don't want it to look bad on their side because they already know his politics. But name one scenario where there has been a right-wing radical that shot up people. I kindly reminded those individuals that were on social media over the weekend that it was a Democrat specifically a Bernie Sanders socialist supporter who went to a baseball field with a rifle specifically to shoot Republicans on the field because they hated Republicans. The hate mongers on the other side know no bounds when it comes to trying to spread their hate and then blame it on others. Naomi Wolf coming on the program right around the corner. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality hear entertainment shows and of course yours truly with the voice of reason plus we offer numerous media services including helping you set up your own podcast become your own voice of reason and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic for information on all of our shows links to podcasts each show website or social media link or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment visit our website at hoosiermedia.com again that's hoosiermedia.com the future of media When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. From the heart of the nation, across many different radio stations all over the country, welcome into the program. This is The Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier, trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation, one radio listener at a time. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. We have our friends over at OpsLens, which you can visit online, OPSLENS.com. They have our live feed going on for the video right now, as well as their social media and their app as well, which you can download. We have our op-ed pieces on there. Go and check it out as well. Always appreciate them and appreciate you joining us on the program today. We have a heck of a treat for you that I want to get to as we kind of wrap up our last conversation, the response from the Biden administration on the shootings that happened over the weekend between the shooting in Buffalo, the shooting in California, and it's all just the, the finger pointing, which I just it drives me absolutely nuts with the identity politics. But enough of that for a second. We'll get into it here again in just a minute. Let's get into our what's trending of the day. What's trending today? I am itching 
to check out this new book, as I am excited to have on the program with us here. Many of you may know her for years of being in the media and promoting uh, her messaging. She is an influential feminist all over the country for years and years. She is the co-founder and CEO of the Daily Clout, dailyclout.io. You can check out in her new book, The Bodies of Others, The New Authoritarians, COVID-19, and The War Against the Human. Excited to have on the program with us here at Naomi Wolf. Naomi, how are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? I am great. I appreciate you coming on the show very much. This is such an interesting topic with, obviously, COVID-19. We've battled it for the last two years, and it seems like we're in a little bit different world today than we were just two years ago, aren't we? Yes, um, indeed. Sadly, that's just what the argument of of the bodies of others is, that uh, a number of bad actors exploited the pandemic um, exactly to remake the world and to remake it to suit themselves, their industries, their oligarchs, and to disadvantage human beings, basically, and certainly the West, Americans. Um, the, the targets were also our families and our children. Uh, so that, yeah, that is definitely the basic argument. And that's what I see around us. And it's not over yet. It's getting worse. It is getting worse because once government entities get a taste of control, they really don't like to let it go, do they? I mean, this is what it comes it comes down to is we've seen anywhere from local city councils put in mask mandates to states that try to impose vaccine mandates to government entities that tried to withhold information or completely ignored information or promoted a certain agenda. Once they've gotten that control and they're like, all right, it's done now, you can let go. They don't seem to want to do so. Yeah, and that's predictable, unfortunately. Um, I wrote a book in 2008 called The End of America, and it looked at how tyrants on the left or the right in history always take the same 10 steps, and step 10 is martial law or suspending the rule of law. Well, as you just pointed out, you know, emergency measures, um, which were the precursor of mandates. And in America, we didn't used to have mandates. We had laws and legislators, um, you know, but, you know, mask mandates, vaccine mandates, these are all completely unlawful and only um, made possible by emergency laws at the state and federal level that bypassed legislators and legislatures, bypassed Congress. Um, in fact, President Biden just extended emergency law uh, in an open-ended way last month because of the instability in Iraq, and literally no media has covered this. Um, And 33 states are under emergency law right now, like New York State, where I am. So this is extremely dangerous. It means that um, tomorrow they could lock us down again. Uh, In New York State, the governor is trying to get a regulation through the Board of Health, and she can, that would allow us to be detained in quarantine, like in Shanghai, like in Australia, you know, in an open-ended way, pending a court order, if we're exposed to a, quote, bloodborne pathogen. Um, We narrowly defeated a similar Board of Health regulation in Washington State. Um, And as many of your listeners may know, hopefully they do, the World Health Organization is meeting between May 22nd and 28th to create a kind of global police force Um, you know, to be deployed if Bill Gates and the head of WHO, which is China supported and Gates supported, says there's a pandemic. And then, you know, we'll have no sovereignty, basically. So these are not conspiracy theories. It's it's all in black and white. It's fully sourced in my book. And the, you know, the goal is to dissolve the nation state, to dissolve the United States, to dissolve Canada, to dissolve, you know, Western Europe and to create a, a world that's really much more like China. Um, And vaccine passports are a really good example, because as I pointed out out very early on, speaking as CEO of a 
tech company. Um, it's so predictable uh, that vaccine passports are a social credit system and they can, you know, quickly upload with minimal engineering your credit score, what you say on social media. Um, they can turn you off and on so you can or can't shop for groceries or can or can't get onto public transportation. And I predicted this just knowing how this tech works, knowing who these people are. And sure enough, in, in Israel and Italy, you know, all over Europe, the Green Pass was rolled out and did keep people from having freedom. And we've been fighting uh, here in America to, to prevent that from happening. Over the border, they had martial law. They just suspended democracy when there were protests from the truckers. So we're in a very dangerous time and we have to understand who our enemies are and what they want and what we can do about it. There's a lot to break down there, and you're absolutely right. We are in a war for ourselves and our sovereignty right now, which is a very scary situation. I don't know that we've been this deep into it in a long time. Let's start off with the World Health Organization and the vote that you had mentioned next week that potentially could end the U.S. sovereignty, because you're right, I have heard about it. I have not mentioned it on the air, uh, but, you know, and it's been floating around the conspiracy rings and people just label it as a conspiratorial thing. My question is, if they pass this and they can impose some type of action of you need to stay at home because you're uh, because you're exposed to some sort of pathogen or some sort of virus, how do they enforce something like this? How does this actually come into play? Um, well, look what they're doing in Shanghai. They're simply welding people inside their homes. Yeah. In Britain, people were fined. In Australia, they were fined for walking on the beach or for, you know, two elderly ladies sitting on a park bench together. Um, look what happened in New York State. Uh, I know businesses that were closed in Massachusetts. Um, desperate restaurateurs, uh, you know, were, were told they were facing $14,000 a day fines if they didn't, you know, force people to mask or you know, engage in absurd, unscientific, um, you know, distancing and only letting in 20 people instead of 100 people. Uh, so there there are many ways and, you know, and, and worse, like I, I'm not allowed to walk into a building in New York City and have a meal with my kids. Like literally I'm trying to find a venue for my book party and all my friends are in New York and I can't have a book party because I'm not vaccinated. So there's a two-tier system, you know, and it, it's, it's a New York City municipal law. It's a law that they're masking toddlers in New York City. So we need to roll back these laws. Um, my, my site, Daily Clout, actually drafted five bills, and you can download them and use them in your own state. And one of them is end emergency law, no vaccine passports, you know, freedom of assembly, no mask mandates, but it's going to take fighting and fighting at a state and a federal level to to restore our freedoms. Um, it, it's, it, it's very serious. And look, look what happened to us, right? Yeah. 100,000 restaurants and bars closed. Our children lost 21 IQ points, according to a Brown University study, because of the social isolation and the restriction of social stimulation during the lockdown and with masking. Um, you know, child suicidality is off the charts. The kids lost two years of schooling and socialization that they will never get back. And it's not like we're out of the woods, right? As long as there's emergency powers, they can lock us in tomorrow and start the whole thing over again. And they're threatening to do so. Um, and we're still not free, right? We're like, I'm still sitting here in a state that's under emergency law. So that is not freedom. And um, we're, we're incredibly... It's it's incredible. We're incredibly vulnerable. Um, and and I guess the last thing I would say is they have introduced more and more of a 
a digital surveillance world, right? Like I, I track this in the book, you know, how, how tech companies uh, by killing off worship, uh, in-person schooling, um, t- physical town halls, bookstores, restaurants, as I mentioned, by killing off these places where human beings are human together, they made bank and they don't want that to end. Um, I looked at how Google, you know, which owns Baseline, where which you have to sign on to to get a, a PCR COVID test at CVS, you know, they're up 30%. Amazon is up 30% after all the mom and pop shops couldn't hold on any longer and went bankrupt. Massive transfer of assets from the middle class to the oligarchs. Small landlords couldn't hold on with, you know, being forbidden to evict people who weren't paying rent. Uh, they couldn't hold on. They sold their assets in a a fire sale and BlackRock scooped them all up, you know, to turn us into a renter nation. Um, you know, Nintendo is up. Uh, Zoom is up, you know, and Zoom has servers that route through China. So all, all of our world was remade largely the way that these tech oligarchs want. And um, every time we have a meeting on a digital platform, you know, instead of in person, you know, yes, it's convenient, but also our data are being harvested and harvested. Our attention and eyeballs, which is the business model for tech, is being harvested and harvested. And, and you know, a 360-degree surveillance system uh, is the result of the kind of um, breaking apart of medical privacy that these tech companies want and that these vaccine registries are are seeking to establish. Mm -hmm. Well, and as you mentioned, I mean, they're benefiting from this because if we mention this or question it at all, we have social media that spreads, that that shuts us down for quote unquote medical misinformation. I mean, I'm not, we had Dr. Robert Malone on the program a a few weeks ago and we're not even allowed to broadcast that on social media because how dare with him talking bad about some of this. Naomi Wolf, the author is uh, the bodies of others, the new authoritarians, COVID-19 and the war against the human. Naomi, we got to take a hard break here. Can you stick over one more segment with us? Uh, yes, I'd be glad. Uh, fantastic. I appreciate it. We're just getting started here, and there's a lot to talk about, so I'm excited, and I appreciate that. Check out our out, dailyclout.io, dailyclout.io, and the book, The Body of Others. When we come back, I want to talk about the distractions to keep us from this and how we continue to battle this. Are we losing our sovereignty? Are we losing our individualism? Because it looks like it, and it's getting pretty scary. What do we do about it? We'll do that when we come back here right around the corner on a Monday episode of The Voice Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Making it happen today on a Monday. Thanks for hanging out with us last few minutes of the program for the first day of the week. Boy, do we have a lot to get to throughout this week. Holy cow. I saw 2,000 mules over the weekend. We'll talk about that and break it down on the program tomorrow. Also watched another documentary that falls in line with the COVID conversation we're having today called Watch the Waters with Dr. Brian Artis, who's actually a doctor out of the Kansas City area. And I believe, I'm trying to rack my brain. Like I said, I know I've introduced him at a health rally in our state capital here in Kansas. I can't remember if we've had him on the program or not. Uh, maybe, Naomi, have you seen that uh, documentary, Watch the Waters? You know, I haven't because people I respect, you know, have reservations about it. Mm. Uh, so other things are higher on my list, I confess. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one for sure. It definitely um, kind of threw me for a loop, so I had to process that one for a little bit. But your book here really nails it down on what's going on on the spectrum of control and oppression, the bodies of others, the new authoritarians, COVID-19, and the war against the human. Uh, do you think, Naomi, that what's going on right now, obviously with the shootings that we're talking about from over the weekend, with the racial motivated shootings, uh, both in, uh, in California and in New York and Buffalo, and then with the leaked opinions from the Supreme Court on the abortion issue, getting people all riled up, is this all kind of the distraction to bring people into constantly butting heads against one another so we don't pay attention to, oh, we're going to take a major vote with the World Health Organization next week and then try and, you know, just uh, take all sovereignty from the, from the free nation. Is this what the real agenda is here? Well, I like the way you're thinking because, um, you know, I was a political consultant to a vice president and to a presidential campaign. And for sure, uh, decision-making at that level is you they choose the goal and then they go back to the message shop to create the story. So, you know, people are dissuaded from looking at root causes by being afraid of being called conspiracy theorists. But in fact, um, you know, it's sensible to ask who benefits from this moment that we're in right now. So I would I would say, you know, every mass shooting is a horrible tragedy, yeah. but um, we have a lot of gun violence in this country. And definitely when the media turns a spotlight um, on it in this very um, focused way, uh, as well as the leak for sure of the Supreme Court uh, reasoning, not yet a decision. Um, all of these, and I would say there's an element of this in the, you know, theatrics around the war in, in Ukraine. Like these, 
you know, people have to understand that there can be real things, real tragedies, a right. real invasion of Ukraine, for instance, and it's also hyped. You know, just like my argument was during the Bush era and later, terrorism was real and it was also hyped. So right now, for sure, these dramas uh, are being um, spun up in the media uh, to, to distract us, I think, from the Pfizer documents. Um mm. I think that's the number one thing that this administration and the powers that drove us into these last two years want us not to know about. And you might not know about it. Um, I've got 3,000 volunteers who are highly credentialed uh, from both War Room, Steve Bannon's uh, show, and Daily Cloud, my platform, going through the documents released under court order um, from Pfizer and the FDA. And they confirm a horrific level of harm against the people of the world through these mRNA vaccines. Horrific amounts of deaths, over 1,200 deaths in just three months. Um, you know, spontaneous abortions, fetal malformations, heart attacks, strokes, brain hemorrhages, uh, you know, myalgia, crippling muscle pain, things that have not been disclosed to us. Um, we're looking right now at a spike in baby deaths in Scotland, and the internal documents show harms to breastfeeding babies and, you know, at least one infant death. Uh, and, and there's some suggestion that the uh, spike protein and the lipid nanoparticles um, can get expressed through breast milk. So there's huge unknowns and huge harms that were being disclosed and unknowns, you know, red flags that were being raised by these Pfizer documents. So that the Pfizer documents, to me, make it clear that a war is being waged against us. Yeah. You know, this is a national security breach in my view. And the fact that our agencies tasked with protecting us, the FDA turned a blind eye, the CDC turned a blind eye, or as I point out in the bodies of others, you know, made their own fake numbers, you know, fudged the numbers. This is catastrophic. And when people realize that they've been lied to, uh, the whole scenario is going to shift and people will take their sovereignty back. Um, and have investigations and all the things that follow a cleaning of of, of a very corrupt house. Yeah. Um, so yes, distraction is the name of the game, whether it's a real baby. tragedy or a it really is. One. Well, it's the it's the red flag that comes out when they get rid of monoclonal antibodies and uh, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, whatever, because right? you know we can't do this stuff. Naomi, we're out of time, my friend. The bodies of others is the book. Go check it out. Dailyclout.io. Naomi, I love having you on the program. We got to do this again soon. Thank you. Absolutely. Anytime. Thank you so much. Appreciate, appreciate it very much. It. Absolutely appreciate that. That's it for today. Podcast up in a bit. Back at it tomorrow. Until then, we'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.